0: Hey everybody, so tonight I am restudying Chapter 1. So basically Chapter 1 it talks about regulating the legal professions. So the first thing that I come across of is the Law Society of Ontario. And basically uh, what the Law Society of Ontario does is that it governs Ontario's legal professions in the public interest. Um, it's self-go- self-governing and it's self-regulating, right? So that's what it does. And uh, basically also, um, so basically individuals who have met the required standards relating to competence and good character are permitted to be licensed to practice law. So for example, like if I have met the required standards, so if I am competent and I have good good character then I am permitted to be licensed to practice law and obviously I have to do my exams and pass. So basically the law society has a primary functions that can be sorted into four main areas. So the first one is convocation and management. So for that um so the law society so um The law society is run by a board of directors called benchers and they can be elected by paralegal and lawyer licensees of the law society. So if you're a paralegal or a lawyer and you're licensed, you can basically, um, you can basically elect benchers. So basically what benchers do is that they meet. You know, um, most months in a gathering. So they will gather, and that gathering is called convocation. And in this convocation, they deal with matters relating to governing legal professions. And benchers may be lawyers. uh, So benchers may be lawyers, paralegals, or members of the public, right? So it's not just a lawyer and paralegal that can be a part of this, it could also be a member of the public. (sighs) Okay, what else? So basically, the benchers also uh, participate in law society communities and on panels that hear cases concerning the conduct, capacity, and competence of paralegals and lawyers. Right. So basically, if a paralegal um was called for a misconduct or if a paralegal's competency was in question, then a, the benchers can also they can um participate in panels and like hear cases regarding this. Next thing I'm going to discuss is the treasurer. So the treasurer is the head of the law society, and uh, they um, they are, like, presiding over convocation, and they are elected by, by, by benchers, right? Um, there, there's also the chief executive officer, and they are employee of the law society. They oversee the staff and daily operations of the organizations. So basically, paralegals, we have a role in regulating our own profession. By participating in conv- convocation and by participating in the law society's paralegal standing committee, Um. You know, we are able to make recommendations to convocation regarding, you know, the permitted scope of practice, education, and licensing requirements. So we do have, uh, we do, we do, if we are licensed, can participate in like making some changes to our profession and possibly being heard. Next, I'm going to talk about education, licensing, and professional development. Um, let's see. So the Professional Development and Competence Division of the Law Society provides um, education. I'm sorry, I just gotta go up. My page flipped. Yeah, it provides education, practice resources, and support to paralegals and ris- and lawyers. Um. Their goal is to ensure that competent professionals serve the public right so their goal is to ensure that like you know people who are actually in the profession are competent and can serve the public you know not just like having a bunch of paralegals paralegals and lawyers and they don't even know what the hell they're doing so their job is to ensure that like you know we are having competent you know professionals serving the public So basically, um, promoting, a uh, competence also, like, reduces the number of paralegals and lawyers who become the subject of complaints and discipline, you know, so by ensuring that we have, uh, there's competent paralegals serving the public, um, they also, like, you know, make sure that, like, there's not a lot, you know, there's not you know there's not paralegals and lawyers who are constantly you know being called to discipline or people complaining about them especially their clients and the um the PDNCs okay uh, their responsibility is also including the licensing process continuing professional development and the the provision of practice supports and resources to paralegals and lawyers uh, via the great library and they also oversee programs like remedial pro- programs uh, identifying and correcting problems so for example you know they also have like programs which correct behavior like problems with competence so for example if a lawyer and paralegal are not competent and they've received complaints then you know they can um they can um there's programs for that, right? And the PDNs and Cs oversee that program. And um, these programs what they include like spot audits and practice reviews. So ba- basically, they review like pra- They review practices to make sure that you know everything's going good, and they also do audits. So next, we're gonna talk about professional regulation. So the professional regulation division fulfills the law society's obligation to govern paralegals and lawyers and the public interest by responding to regulatory complaints and allegations. So this um this division which is called the professional regulation divisions um they respond to Uh, complaints and allegations and they also work with other divisions of the law society to respond to issues and they develop policies to limit risk to the public and to remove access to justice Um, their primary activity is responding to complaints conducting investigations and discipline prosecutions and monitoring and enforcing orders and undertakings They also provide trustee service and operate the unclaimed trust fund and compensation fund. Right, so for example, uh, uh, if there is a complaint against a lawyer or paralegal uh, or there's an allegation, um, this, uh, the professional regulation division would respond to it and they work with other divisions to respond to issues and so they also develop policies to limit risk to the public so that the public are not being at risk, you know, and improving access to justice, just to recap. So they also conduct investigations, right? So they like if you get a complaint or an allegation against you and you're a lawyer and paralegal, then the professional regulation division is the one conducting investigations. So they are the ones investigating you and they are the ones um conducting discipline prosecutors, uh, prosecutions and they're also monitoring and enforcing orders, right? So so that's basically basically it. So the next thing we're gonna discuss that's a function uh of the of the law society is support to paralegals, lawyers, and the public, right? So what support do they give? So the client service center is the face and voice of the law society and it has a call center, which is the intake point for most of the inquiries. So the law society, uh the law society receives and, they, and, administra- and administrative areas that handle paralegal and lawyer fees, annual filings, as well as any other incoming complaints, right? So that's basically what they do, right? So next, I'm going to discuss regulating the legal professions in the public interest. So a profession such as the paralegal profession they require extensive extensive training and study and mastery of specia- specified specialized knowledge so for example like you know how you know because they're doing legal um uh legal services and providing legal services they have to like be they have to be up to knowledge of what they're doing so basically uh, recognized professions are regulated by a governing body that oversees licensing, outlines ethical conducts, and holds the profession to its established standards. So, providing um, legal services to the public is a privilege and a responsibility. And paralegals are required to comply with the Code of Ethical Behavior, right? Because, uh, you know, so that paralegals are not just going out there and doing the, what the, whatever the heck they feel like, you know. So, they're being held accountable and they are required to comply with the Code of Ethical Behavior. And this is set out by the Paralegal Rules of Conduct. Um, and the related paralegal professional conduct guidelines. So those paralegals who fail to meet their responsibilities may be subject to a law society's complaints, investigation, and enforcement process, where the question of whether they should maintain the privilege to provide legal services May uh excuse me provide legal services may be reviewed right so if a paralegal fails to uh uh you know if they don't comply with the code of ethical behavior and uh, if they fail to meet their responsibilities then obviously like you know people can complain against them to law societies um. You know, and then they can end up being investigated, and then they can end up being, like, reviewed, and possibly, you know, losing their privilege to provide legal services. So, keep that's the one thing we have to keep in mind as paralegals, right? So, we don't get in trouble. Um... So next we're going to look at the terminology for the purposes of the professional responsibility so that like these terminologies can be clear so that we know exactly what we're talking about. So the first thing is lawyer. So a lawyer refers to a person licensed by the law society to practice law as a barrister, or a solicitor in Ontario and includes a candidate enrolled in the, li- society, in the law society's licensing process for lawyers. Legal practitioner refers to a paralegal or lawyer licensed by the law society or, loyal f- or a lawyer from another Canadian jurisdiction who is authorized to practice law as a barrister or a solicitor in that, um, in that other jurisdiction. Legal profession refers to occupation of providing legal services as a paralegal and of practicing law as a lawyer. Legal representative refers to a paralegal or lawyer. Licensee refers to a paralegal or lawyer licensed by the Law Society. Paralegal refers to a person licensed by the Law Society to provide legal services on Ontario. And finally, tribunal includes courts, boards, arbitrators mediators administrative agencies and bodies that resolve disputes regardless of their function or the informality of their procedures So for example, I'm also going to look at certain terms that I'm, um, I'm going to be discussing when looking at like uh, the rules of conduct. So the term shall or must is used where compliance is mandatory and the term should and the phrase should consider indicate a recommendation um these terms refer to those practices or poli- policies that are considered by the law society to be a reasonable goal for maintaining or enhancing practice management or client service the term may and the and the phrase may consider convey discretion paralegals may or may not pursue these suggested policies or practices depending upon their particular circumstances areas areas of practice or clientele. So next, I'm going to be looking at the paralegal rules of conduct. So basically, under the Act, the Law, the Law Society has the right to make rules, regulations, and bylaws to, to govern the professional conduct of Ontario's paralegals and lawyers. And through their elected benchers, Ontario paralegals and lawyers determine what conduct is required, permitted, or... Excuse me. Excuse me one second. Or prohibited the act also gives the law society the ability to discipline those who do not adhere to the rules right so if they fail to not follow the rules obviously there is going to be consequences and uh, the paralegal rules and the bylaws made under the act were adopted to govern professional conduct of Ontario paralegals so basically there are nine paralegal rules Rule number one, citation and interpretation defines the key terms used in the paralegal rules. Rule number two, professionals, professionalism deals with the paralegal's general duties of integrity and civility and addresses outside interests, acting as mediator, undertaking, and trust conditions. Rule two also pro- prohibits a paralegal from discriminating or engaging in sexual or other forms of harassment. Rule two includes a uh, paralegal special responsibility to respect the requirements of human rights laws in force um, in and Ontario.